0: Hello, hello, welcome back to another episode of Positive Bod. This is your host, Wendy, and today I am taking any and all questions. So I'm excited. I asked you guys to ask me whatever questions you had about dating, my blog, my podcast, or just life in general and body positivity. And you guys had some very interesting questions, so I'm so excited to share my answers. Okay, so the first question that I got was, what is my favorite plus-size store online and in person? Um, So right now, honestly, I know it sucks, but right now my favorite plus-size online store has got to be Shein or Sheen um just because I feel like they have everything that I'm looking for like if I'm looking for something super sexy something that's really trendy right now they have it and at a very good price and if I'm looking for something that's a little bit more conservative something for a wedding they also have a lot of really good options I know that they are not ethical I am trying to make an effort to really go out of my way to look for A more ethical brand to support online, but if I'm being completely honest, right now Shein does have everything and in my size and affordable. So, if anything, this should really be like a push for other brands to make an effort to try to bring their prices down, be more ethical, and stay on the trends because there are a lot of you know. online plus size shops that I do love but either they are completely out of my price range or they are like not trendy at all and like the clothing is just very like grandma style like no shade at all to torrid but like seriously like it's either mickey mouse or like a skull and bones like I I want something that's trendy and I I feel like it's kind of difficult to shop at like a plus size online store that has everything, everything, everything. So right now it's got to be Shein. Um, But I am trying to just be a little bit more mindful of what I buy. And I try not to buy something with like crazy patterns or anything like that, just because I do feel like that kind of makes it even worse because then i can only wear it one time and i have to like give it away so i try to look for kind of like timeless pieces that i can add other things in and i can wear it various times without it being like completely noticeable um and so that answers that question and then in person honestly i've been a fan of target lately they do have a lot of really cute options for plus size that aren't super like matronly um, but Forever 21 kind of takes the cake just because it's Forever 21. Like you know, you can just walk in there, find something, anything, and it may not fit amazing, but it's gonna fit just right enough that you'll buy it and that it'll look cute and trendy. So definitely Forever 21 right now. It's like an option. Um, I was really really sad that Mad Rag no longer has like a plus size section, at least to the stores that I've been to, um, and they're sort of like a Fashion Nova uh but yeah they're i think they're kind of like owned by the same company and i really really did like mad rag a lot just because they had a lot of cute trendy outfits and like they were revealing and super sexy like i loved it but yeah unfortunately they don't make it anymore Another good option is honestly going to TJ Maxx and like trying to find different things, but it's kind of difficult. Like you do need to really, really search and sometimes you just don't get lucky. So it's kind of difficult to shop there if you're like in a rush or just looking for something for tonight. Um, You may get lucky, you may not, you know, you kind of have to like play the odds Um, Other than that, I do like thrifting thrifting is super fun Uh, I do like to like thrift different things like a really really long scarf and I'll make it a shirt Uh, But that's definitely the kind of thing that like I need to have a lot of time for which usually I am always running around So I don't have that much time Uh, So yeah, definitely Forever 21 and target in person. All right. This next question is super funny This person asked me what does it take to get your attention? so to get my attention I would say if you're like constantly watching my stories and you're replying back to things that I say, um, liking my posts, commenting, like things like that, I'll kind of start noticing you and maybe I'll follow you because I'll be like, okay, well, this person is always like looking at my shit. So I want to see what they're about. And yeah, that's pretty much how it goes. And then one day we might have a conversation and you know, little by little, it's how how things go. I'm very much like an upfront person. Like if you want to go on a date just ask me to go on a date and I'll say yes or no. So I'm definitely a very upfront person. I am not a intimidating person. I would like to say (laughs) sometimes people, people tell me that. And I think that it's wild because if you know me in person, you know that I am literally like the embodiment of SpongeBob. Like I am not a intimidating human at all. Like I am not, I'm so nice. Like I think that I'm like a normal person that i'm like okay like sure you want to go on a date like i'm down or like if you if i don't want to i'll just be like no nah, i'm okay but thank you so much like okay and then this kind of goes with this last question somebody's asking if i have a type so i actually don't have a super like specific type i do like beards and i like tattoos um that's that's pretty much like as close to a type that i kind of have um, because I don't really look at like oh black white like whatever like I don't I don't really care a lot about it as long as you can handle a Latina that speaks Spanish all the time because I I speak Spanish all the time um, as long as you can handle that <laughs> then we'll be fine and um, and yeah that's pretty much it I also I'm not like super crazy about height. Um, I do know that a lot of women are like oh you have to be six feet and up but I am five feet so I don't really care to be completely honest Um, as long as you're like taller than me I really wouldn't. I really don't care as much, but something that I have noticed that's like quite a pattern in the people that I date and the people that I'm attracted to is that I am very much attracted to other people that are creative. So it doesn't matter (laughs) what medium you use. I just love creative people because I feel like that passion that you have that you wake up every morning and you're choosing to do something that you love every day, even when you're tired of it, even when you have like no motivation, like that, that feeling is kind of difficult to describe to somebody that isn't super passionate, that doesn't have that artistic or creative ability. So I feel like sometimes I just get along better with other creatives. And I would say that definitely like there are a lot of creatives that I I wouldn't be interested in. Um, just because I already have a crazy busy schedule and then they already have a crazy busy schedule. So then coming together, I feel like would be super difficult, but I do think that I am just a lot. I tend to orbit around people like that because I feel like we kind of share the same passion and energy. Um, so I love that. Like I love people that have really, really big dreams and really big goals, so even if they do have a nine-to-five, because as you guys know, I also have a nine-to-five full-time job um, in social media, like I come home and I work on like my dream and I work on my passion and I'm super, super passionate about body positivity and self-love and like helping other women also accept their bodies. So if I date somebody, I would want them to have really big goals and really big passions and like come home and work on those things and like dream with me, you know, so I I do tend to like gravitate towards that type. Uh, So yeah, I guess that would be my type. (laughs) All right, this next question is what inspired you to start your blog and then your podcast? Um, Basically two questions, I'm gonna break them up. So what inspired me to start my blog, uh, which I started back in 2019. It was originally called by Frita so if you guys don't know that was my original name in the beginning and it was about it was about you know the outfits that I wore and uh, Frita is just like my nickname and so in the beginning it was a lot more based on the outfits and it was just me doing try on hauls and things like that but then I realized that I kind of wanted to like inspire people in a different way and I didn't like just posting about clothing even though it was doing all right but I just didn't like it it was something about it that did not rub me the right way and so after a few months I would say like nine months later I kind of did like a whole rebranding and I was like you know what like I want to change I want to change this like so then it became positive bod blog and so I, I did that because I really like truly my goal in This entire journey that I'm taking with like my self-love and with my blog and podcast and everything is I want to inspire as many people as possible as many women as possible to really accept their bodies and really love themselves for who they are no matter if they want to change themselves or not like what matters is that you love yourself in every step of the way So I feel like the best way to get that out there and the best medium to use is social media. And I love social media naturally, so I feel like this is the best way. And so the podcast started because I realized that I was talking everybody's ear off on my stories and though you guys did love it, I felt like it would just go away and then I'd be like, damn, I feel like I just poured my heart out and I said all these meaningful things and then... I it's only up for 24 hours and I can save it to my highlight, but it's not the same So I feel like a podcast was the best way for me to really share my message and have episodes where you guys can listen to it You know on your way to work and you don't have to like sit there look at me rambling on my story every day And you can actually like see the episode see what it's about And open it if it resonates with you and listen to it and enjoy it and you can listen to it over and over So I do feel like a podcast is the best way for me to actually share my message uh, because I was writing in the past and now I feel like when I speak, it's a little bit, it's a little bit better. Like I feel like I'm actually talking to people and I feel like you guys also like it because my blogs, although they were great, I do think that not everybody has the time to sit there and read for like 10 minutes and actually absorb all the information and feel super motivated. So I feel like a podcast is the best thing, especially nowadays, since we're all like (laughs) running around. And a lot of people tell me like, oh, yeah, I listen to it on the way home or on the way to work or whatever. Um, And they kind of get like that little boost. And that little boost is everything that I work for, like that little boost that people tell me that they feel is pretty much like what inspires me to keep going and the reason why I do what I do. And um, I do want to mention that, although I did put it on my story, I want to give an honorable mention again uh, because one of my followers actually, she, she had responded to one of my questions that I do on the weekly for my podcast and she responded telling me how she had issues with her boyfriend and how he basically like mistreated her. And so I sent her a long voice note and I told her, hey, look, if you ever need to talk or anything, like let me know, like I'm here for you. And also, I think you should listen to my podcast about leaving your toxic relationship. And she said, Okay, you know, I definitely will. I'll do that. Thank you so much. And a couple weeks later, which was uh, last week, she told me that she listened to my podcast, she felt inspired, she went to therapy, and she had the courage to leave him. So congratulations. You already know this, because I I talked your ear off and I was like happy crying for you but congratulations and I just want to say that if I ever impacted your life in that positive way and you haven't told me that's fine but if you would like to tell me I would greatly appreciate it like I I love that like I was able to make even the tiniest dent in somebody's life and make it just like a little bit better um just because that's what I do this for. And I'm so glad that she was able to leave him and that, you know, she's no longer in that bad situation. And I'm so glad that like, I have this medium and I have this following where I can talk to you guys and I can make a little bit of a difference in everybody's day and everybody's life. And I hope that it inspires other people to like wear bikinis and leave their toxic exes and finally be the person that they want to be. Like that is my goal in this whole blog, podcast, everything. Like I do love modeling, um, but modeling definitely becomes like a secondary goal when we're talking about being like a self-love advocate because an advocate is always number 1 for me. I would never want to put that in like <laughs> the back of my head. I I want to help people above everything else, for sure. All right, this next question kind of ties into the last one, and it's why did I choose the name Positive Bod? So, when it was Fits by Frida, I felt like in English it kind of sounded funny. So, it's Fits by Frida. And my name is Wendy. So, a lot of people know me as Frida, but that's mostly like my close friends, my old friends. And so, I felt like it needed to be something neutral, something that people would recognize right away. And I chose Positive Bod blog because it's body positive and it's a blog. Um, but then I felt like it was a little bit too wordy, a little bit too lengthy, and in reality, it wasn't just a blog anymore. It was a podcast, and I have a little shop, and it's just so many things. Like I'm a model. There's there's so many things that I feel like to deduct everything down to being just a blog would kind of like mess with my image a little bit, so I chose positive bod underscore, and I left it blank like that for a reason because i feel like it can be filled with so many things like positive bod pod positive bod shop like there's just so many different like aspects of this business of this brand that i feel like you know i i wanted to have room to grow so i feel like now with positive bod underscore i have plenty of room to just grow and flourish and kind of expand into different areas um, but yeah, I chose positive bot because I feel like it's the easiest thing for somebody to look at and know exactly what I'm about. Like I could always put my name obviously like Wendy Menendez. Um, but I feel like positive bod is recognizable. And when you guys look at it, you're like, all right, she's a body positive person. And I love that because that is exactly what I want to be recognized as. And that's exactly what I want people to get in their head as soon as they look at my Instagram. Alrighty. This next question is super fun. Somebody asked me, what is my go-to playlist slash song? And so... I think that people are forgetting, but I have a self-love playlist on my bio on Instagram. So you click the link on my bio and you're going to see my little uh, link tree there. And I have a self-love playlist on Apple Music. And I think it's amazing. Like I'm always adding and removing a couple things, but it's like Miley Cyrus and Lizzo and Ariana Grande. So I love listening to that music, especially when I'm like getting ready or feeling just like a little crappy about myself. Um, but honestly anything by Lizzo, I can listen to all day and I just feel like this amazing bad bitch Um highly recommend that you guys go and add that playlist And let me know if you like it because that is that playlist that I listen to like in my underwear With like a a big hoodie and i'm like doing my makeup (laughs) All right. So this next question is tips for what to do when you're feeling low so When I'm feeling low, what I like to do is like go out, buy my favorite outfit, come home, have a little mini photo shoot, get dressed up. Like I do my hair, I do my makeup, I do my nails. Like I like to feel super good about myself, have a little home photo shoot. And sometimes I won't even like post the photos or anything, but I just love taking photos of myself. And it makes me feel like a bad bitch because I know my angles and I'm like, okay, you know what? Like You're not ugly. You're just not feeling yourself. And so that's kind of like the state of mind that I put myself in at the moment. But I do understand what it's like to hate what you look like right now. And the last thing that you want to do is go shopping. Like, I completely understand. You're like, the last thing you want to do is go shopping and realize that you went up a size and then you have like a whole crisis. So I completely understand. But I think that like another good thing that you can do is just get your body moving go outside, go for a bike ride, go do yoga, like do something that you really like to do and just get your body moving because sometimes we're just stuck at home and sometimes we'll be stuck at work or wherever and we're kind of like feeling shitty and we don't know why and it's because we haven't moved our bodies for a long time so we don't we don't really know like what's going on because we're so like constricted and we've been we've been sitting like all slouched all day and then you realize when you finally like get up you stretch you go outside you go for a walk you're like damn this is all i needed i just needed to go for a walk and have a good drink of water and now i feel okay so i think that's another good thing that you can do the next thing would be to talk to your support group talk to your team who are your go-to girls that you could be like hey I feel like shit, like, somebody please gas me up right now. Like, I need it. And I, honestly, I am that friend. I am the cheerleader friend. Like, if you're feeling like shit, please send me a photo of yourself so I could fucking gas you up. Like, I will find compliments to give you. I, I think that everybody needs that, but not everybody has it. So I completely understand, like, if you don't have it right now, if you don't have that girl gang that's gonna, like... Support you a hundred percent. I understand, and I've I've been there plenty of times. Um, but if you do, and if you're lucky enough to have them, tell them and be like, "Oh my god, guys, I feel like shit. Like I I don't feel good about myself. I feel ugly." And let them be like, "Bitch, you look hot as fuck. Like you're just straight up tripping. Like you look amazing. Like let them do that work. Let them gas you up so that you could be like, okay, you know what? This is just a bad day. I don't look terrible. I'm not ugly. Like." I'm just having a bad mental health day, you know? So it does help you, like, move past that mindset. Something else um, that I would say, this is, like, my favorite thing, um, get spoiled. Spoil yourself. Go out, get your nails done, get your hair done. It doesn't have to be expensive. This is not go get your nails done, go do, like, a like whole full set acrylics where it's, like, $70. No, no, no. Go, go get a little mani-pedi. A little mani pedi at the little random place in the corner of your house where it's like thirty dollars. Like it's very questionable, but you know, like go do a little mani pedi and see how good you feel afterwards. Like go get your hair just blowed out. You don't have to cut it. You don't have to pay for an expensive dye or any type of crazy treatment. Like just go get your hair blown out and see how you feel afterwards. Like maybe you feel good about yourself and maybe you come out of it and you're like. Wow, I am a bad bitch. Like, go home, get your makeup like completely out, and just do your makeup like as if you're going to to like a concert where you're gonna sit front row. It's just a passing moment and it's not a forever thing. I feel like that's kind of what we forget when we're going through those moments, right? Like we forget that it's just a little moment, it's a little patch, and when all else fails. I recommend sitting down and journaling about it. Sit down and really think about like, why do you feel that way? What's going on? Is it an external factor? Was it that maybe your boss made a comment that made you feel uncomfortable? Was it that your mom made a comment Was it just that you looked at yourself in the mirror in a really unflattering outfit and you're like, fuck, I just just feel ugly? Like, is that what happened? So just journal about it and see what it is that made you feel like shit and then do the opposite of that thing. So if it was a comment, kind of stop talking to that person a little bit or maybe tell them, hey, that hurt me. That comment really made me feel like shit. If it was an unflattering outfit, throw it away. You don't need that outfit, I promise you. Like, give it to Goodwill. Give it to your friends. Like, you don't need an outfit that's going to make you feel bad about yourself. Go buy yourself a new outfit that's going to make you feel like a hot-ass bitch like you are. Like, that is the great thing about journaling. It really does help you identify exactly what the problem is, um, at least most of the time. And sometimes it really doesn't. But it does help me. Like, it really does help me identify, like, all right, this is what's going on, Wendy. This is what we need to do to fix it. And I do find ways to fix it, like buying that outfit, like telling that person, hey, that kind of hurt me. And once you do all those things, once you get your body moving and you do the outfit and you have a little photo shoot, you're going to see at the end of the day, maybe you won't feel amazing about your body. Maybe you're not going to be like, wow, all of a sudden my problems are gone. No, absolutely not. But you're going to feel better. And Every single day that passes, you're going to feel a little bit better every day. So I would say just try it. I mean, what's the harm? What's the harm in getting a little mani-pedi? What's the harm in like going out and going for a little walk, a little jog, doing a little photo shoot, posting a cute picture of yourself? Like there's no harm in it. Just try it. See if it works. And if it doesn't work, the worst thing that happened is that you pampered yourself. Like that's, that's such a (laughs) win-win. Alrighty, this next question is, what's your favorite food? If you know me, you already know the answer to this question, and that's chicken nuggets. I love chicken nuggets. I know it makes absolutely no sense because I'm literally 23, but it doesn't matter because chicken nuggets are so good. Like, I can have them anywhere, and I think that, like, that's the best thing about it, that I can order chicken nuggets off of any menu, and it tastes amazing. And so... Yeah, I do love chicken nuggets. I love mac and cheese. I have the appetite of like a 10 year old, probably for sure. (laughs) Um, And my favorite dish, like my favorite adult grown up dish, would probably be like gnocchi pasta. I love gnocchi pasta. Um, I love pasta in general. I love potatoes. I really love like mashed potatoes, baked potatoes, you know, fries, like all all those. I, I do not discriminate with potatoes. Okay. <laughs> Alrighty. This next question was, what is your favorite restaurant? So if you're in Miami, I'm sure you've been, or you've heard of it. It's called Buya. So they have one, I believe in Toronto and Gables and somewhere else, but they have this one dish that's so good that like, that's literally the reason why I go there. And it's going to sound crazy to people who haven't heard of it, but it's basically a bowl with pretty much potato chips like think about like Lay's chips and then two sunny side up eggs or I think might be just one and then Serrano ham on top and that's it (laughs) and it's so fucking good like I cannot explain it Um, but they have cute little tapas and they have appetizers and stuff so I do love that place okay this next question is gonna take me forever to answer so I'm gonna try my best to keep it short But this person asked me, What is my dream job? So I actually don't have like a real dream job. I don't have like that one job where it's like a a certain position. Um, Because honestly, my dream in the future would be to be able to have this podcast, be able to profit off of it. That would be great um be able to monetize my instagram more than what i'm monetizing now to the point where it could be like my full-time job and i would honestly be able to inspire you guys and get paid like that would be amazing um and eventually like i do want to be on a ted talk that's kind of one of those life goals for me so i'm definitely manifesting right now um don't throw me any brujería please like no 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 evil eye around around here um And so, yeah, I do want to do a TED talk. I want to, you know, obviously become a model one day, hopefully get signed, maybe not, who knows. Um, But definitely, like, my biggest goals in life are to, like, be able to hopefully, like, write a book one day and just be able to motivate more people. Like, that's that's definitely, like, the thing that I, I want to work on the most because I feel like, you know, this is, like, my calling, so... It's kind of like everything else is extra, like modeling, social media management. All those things are extra and I feel like they're good extras. I love doing them. But my number one calling is like motivating people to really accept and love their bodies. So hopefully in the future, I can do this full time and I won't have to have like a nine to five job to fall back on. Um, But yeah, you know, manifesting all good things for me. All right, and this last question, I'm leaving it for last because I have a lot to say. So it's sex tips for plus-size girls. Uh, you know, as always, disclaimer, if you are my family, if you feel uncomfortable listening to me talk about sex, please stop listening right now and do not DM me afterwards. So if you're a plus-size girl, you want to have sex you're excited you're like fuck yeah i'm gonna have sex with this guy that i just met or this girl whatever it's fine but you're feeling a little bit insecure you're like fuck like i don't know how you know he she they are gonna take it like what if they don't like my football? so many things i understand i am i'm definitely gonna make a whole podcast about this because i have so much to say about like having sex and being plus-sized um but i would say the first step the first tip is like have sex with yourself, go get yourself a toy and just kind of fool around and see how you feel about it. Like see how you feel about you being completely naked with a toy, maybe in front of a mirror so you can kind of see what they're seeing If you've never had sex before, I would say definitely do it in front of a mirror so you you know you can get very comfortable with your body. But even if you have had sex and you're just having sex with somebody new and you just need kind of like a a little push from your girl, I got you, I'm your girl, I'm your cheerleader now. So definitely play with yourself a little bit. Buy yourself some hot lingerie. Highly recommend Love Vera. I will never stop recommending Love Vera. but if you're a little bit tight on cash and you kind of want something quick and, you know, something fast, I would say um, Shein is pretty good and Amazon. Amazon randomly has, like, some good plus-size lingerie, but you really, really have to search. Um, but, girl, that Amazon Prime that would be coming in handy sometimes. (laughs) Um, So I would say just buy some lingerie, something crotchless, so that you can keep it on during sex. And, you know, it can kind of like maybe whatever you're insecure about, whatever part of your body you're insecure about, find something that's going to enhance that. So something that I can be kind of insecure about sometimes is my boobs. Um, Being honest here, it's just a thing. It happens. Um, Let's be honest. As a fat girl... My boobs are not super perky and perfect. Like, my boobs have definitely, like, been affected by gravity, you know? Like, it's fine. It be how it be. I am comfortable with them now. But sometimes during sex with somebody new, I always feel some type of way about it in the beginning, which I know is dumb, but, you know, it's part of the journey. So what I like to do is buy a cute little crotchless romper. They're, I, th- I believe that I bought mine on Shein, and it's so, so, so cute. And it kind of like just shapes my butt really nicely. And then it has like all lace at the top and it kind of brings my boobs together a little bit. And it looks just like super cute in place. Um, if you're wondering, I can definitely send you the link. to send me a DM and I'll remember. Um, and so, yeah, I do like to buy, you know, cute lingerie that I can keep on during sex. I know that some girls are a little bit like, uncomfortable about love handles and about their arms arms are usually like a thing that I get told a lot that girls are insecure about which I totally understand because I'm the same way I'm super insecure about my arms um they have lingerie with like long sleeves that look super super sexy and they even have some that are like Kind of, like, it's not really short sleeve. Like, I guess it would be considered sleeveless, but because it has so much, like, lace, it would kind of take away the eye from the arms. So just buy yourself lingerie, something that you think would be fitting, and, you know, try it on before you have sex. And use it while you're masturbating. See how you feel about it. See how it functions in different positions. Take photos of yourself. Buy yourself a little selfie stick take cute little photos, cute little videos. Maybe if you like them enough, you send a little raunchy text to your person and that'll make you feel a little bit more secure, right? Like that'll give you a little bit more like peace of mind that they kind of know what they're getting. And so yeah, definitely that's the first step. And then I would say the second step is just being comfortable with your partner. So make sure that, you know, maybe you've met them, they've seen you before. <laughs> like if this is just like a hookup where you're seeing them for the first time, I would say make sure you feel comfortable around them enough that you don't feel too exposed during sex and you don't feel pressured to just have sex because they already kind of knew the play, you know what I mean? So like if you're meeting somebody up, very casual sex, just make sure you know you get a little cup of coffee with them first or at least you just get to hang out with them a bit. Like so you feel comfortable enough that you're like, all right, they saw my body. I saw their body with clothing, obviously. And now, you know, you're, you're going to have sex and you kind of already feel a little bit more comfortable because you know that they are genuinely interested in you. And if you've reached this part already and like you have a boyfriend, you're like, all right, Wendy, I got it. This guy has seen me naked. I have the lingerie. I got it. Now I need like sex tips. Like what do I do during sex? I'm a fat girl. I need help. I got you. I got you. Okay? I got it. So, I think that like the first thing is be raunchy and use toys. So like during sex, don't be afraid to make it an event. Like don't be afraid to make it an event. Don't be afraid to be a little bit performative. Like it's fine. It's sex. You're you're doing something that's a lot of fun and that's supposed to be fun. And you can use that to like role play. You can role play and be somebody else. And so like that feeling of like maybe not being you for that moment, it might help you feel a little bit less insecure. And maybe it'll bring you out of your shell a little bit and you'll get a different like vibe from your partner because confidence during sex is... Honestly, it's one of the most important things. Like if you're very, very, very confident, like your partner is going to notice that right away and they're going to be like, damn, like, wow, like this girl is amazing, you know? And so what I would say, like with actual, like sexual position tips, I would say, make sure that you are comfortable no matter what. So I know that, you know, some, some people we live to please. Okay. Okay. But make sure that you're comfortable in the position. Make sure that you're comfortable in what you're feeling and that it's actually pleasurable. And then once you're like, okay, I got it. It's super pleasurable. Now what? And it's like, now enjoy the moment. Don't think about your belly. Don't think about your boobs going off to the sides. Don't think like, oh, he's looking at me and he's looking at my roles and whatever. I promise you that your partner is only thinking about how fucking awesome it feels. So I think that also like you and your partner kind of have to decide what what positions feel best for you. Like if you wanna do like the edge of the bed is a good one, especially for like plus size girls, it's really, really good. Um, whether you wanna do it like, facing up or facing down kind of like in doggy position It could be really good because I know that our thighs kind of tend to get in the way So it's just like a little bit, you know a little bit more difficult depending on your partner And their size and their gender. There's like so many things that come into play but I think that if like If you just kind of talk them through it and you're like, hey, this isn't working for me. Let's try something else you will get a good like sexual result i feel like you just need to actually vocalize and be like this is not working for me let's do something else like pull them into the position that you want to be put in put put them in the position that you're like okay i saw this on like some website let's do it let's go boom there you go so you need to actually take a little bit more charge if that's the case Like, I would say it's important for you to take charge because you need to know what you're comfortable with, what you're uncomfortable with, what feels good, what doesn't feel good. And like, as plus size women, I understand that we all have different preferences, just like regular women. Some of us like to be submissive. Some of us like to be dominant. Like, there's so many different things that go into play with sex. And I know that I'm getting off on a crazy tangent. Um, But I think it's important to talk about, like, it's fine, no matter what position what thing it is that you are what kink you have it's important to still vocalize if you don't like the way that something feels or some you know if you don't like the way that a position makes you feel about your body or yourself it's important to be like hey can we just switch this like can we just do something else like that's okay too like it's fine to vocalize and to be that person that's like oh no come here and you can say it in like a good way you don't have to say like can we change positions i feel like i look fat No, that is not what you have to say during sex. I mean, you totally can. It's up to you. But honestly, I think that the best way to go about it is to just grab your partner or just hold on to your partner and say, hold on, I want you like this. And you put them in the position that you feel comfortable in because they are going to think, first of all, it's sexy as fuck because you're putting them in that position. And second of all, you're going to feel powerful because you're going to be like, fuck yeah, like. I feel amazing right now. I feel confident right now. I just took charge. I am going to come. So like, it's such a like win, win, win for you and your partner. Like you guys are both turned on and now like you feel confident about yourself. You're not in this position of like, "Mm," you know, and you never had to tell them. So you never had to physically be like, oh my God, I feel fat. I look ugly or whatever. Like, no, 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 you don't feel fat. You don't look ugly. You don't have to say or really feel any of those things you could literally just be like i want you like this or i want you to put me like this like literally or just take charge and actually do it like if you're doing a position you don't like and you you know for a fact that doggy is amazing you could literally just be like you know what i want you to hit it doggy and you can be the sexiest person ever saying that shit to your partner like oh like i can only imagine like i can only imagine i hope that you take charge, and I hope that these tips helped from masturbating to getting the lingerie to having actual sex to straight up sexual positions. Like I hope that all of these tips kind of helped tie in together the fact that we're all goddesses and we're all bad bitches and we all just deserve to have like a great sex life. So speak up and have good sex, guys. <laughs> Alrighty guys, and that is the end of this episode. I enjoyed this episode so much. Like I enjoyed just answering all your random questions from literally what's my favorite food to sex tips to what's my type. Like I enjoyed having to answer all of these questions and please keep it coming. Like I I enjoy answering these questions. Maybe I'll do like a little question at the end of every episode because you guys really filled my inbox. Maybe I'll do like a little question after every episode because you guys definitely filled my inbox. Um, And so I will see you guys next week, Friday for the next episode. Don't forget to follow and subscribe and leave a review if you enjoyed this episode.